0: I can't imagine somebody killing somebody and being that calm and cool. You know what I mean? And be his first time. What does that tell you? Uh, I don't think it was his first rodeo. When this thing goes to court and trial, I have one shot and one opportunity to be not guilty, or I go to prison in death row. Mm-hmm. That's
1: the that's reality of it. We have busted alibis, we have caught people in lies. This is just
0: insane, because everybody's pointing the finger at somebody else. You just don't hear every day, walking in somebody's house, they're going to take the plastic out and pop somebody. So he could get the execution date pretty much any day?
1: Yeah. There's no impediment. This is Cousins by Blood. Episode 3. Not his first rodeo. So now that you've heard Ivan's story and Amy's story, this episode, you're going to hear from Amy's stepdad. But first, let's talk macro about this case. Both Ivan and Amy said that Ivan went over to James and Amy Kitchen's house at about 11.30 p.m. on Friday night. But Ivan said he went over to warn James about the pizza man and when he'd left, they were still alive. He said that he saw Amy Kitchen still alive at 6.30 a.m. when they returned the Corvette. Now, Amy Becher said that when Ivan went over at 11.30 p.m., he went over to kill them. And he got back at 12.18 a.m. with blood on him. And later, about 2 a.m., Ivan took her back over to their house, and she saw the bodies. Either way, the bodies of James Mosqueda and Amy Kitchen were found at 4.30 p.m. on Saturday when Ivan and Amy were well on their way to Arkansas. So, there would seem to be three different ways this all could have gone down. Scenario one, Amy is telling the truth. Ivan is lying and he is guilty. Scenario two, Ivan is telling the truth, and Amy is lying, and she helped set Ivan up. Or scenario three, they're both lying, and they did it together, kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde situation. But Amy turned against him and made it sound like it was all Ivan's idea and made up the story that she was scared to death the whole time. So over the course of this investigation and podcast, our goal is to figure out the real scenario, to get to the truth. And the best way to do that is going to be to hear from the people around Ivan and Amy during the time in question, those six days in early November 2000. So let's take a little trip to Franklin, Arkansas. The population in 2000 was 184 people. Two of those 184 for Amy Betcher's mom and stepdad, Richard Kramer. Kramer logged the most hours being around both of them during this period. He was with them for the three days right after the murders. Kramer, he testified at trial in this case. He's now in his late 70s, a salt-of-the-earth, straight-shooter-type guy which makes his point of view extremely insightful for getting to the truth of what really happened. And his point of view ain't great for Ivan. This is my interview with Kramer.
0: When I first met Amy, she must have been, I'm going to guess now, but she was maybe 15 or 16, I suspect. we would all to each other a while, before, you know. And was she kind of already a, a
1: a little bit of a partier and a wild child back then?
0: Well, yeah, somewhat. You know, she uh, she had some problems, and she ended up going to some... I don't remember what they called the place, but it's a place that where they went and was drawn from drugs and get a little discipline in their system. And you know, I don't remember the harbor shelter. I believe it was something to that effect. Oh, so she would have... Um, she would have went there like in her teens or early twenties. No, in her teens. In her teens. Okay. Um, well, so, so let's start uh, with uh, like I guess around 2000. Um, now, had she brought any other guys to to meet you and and her mom before Ivan? Yes, yes. Uh, let's see. She was dating a guy up in Minnesota. Mike Sargent, uh, and Mike Sargent. Anyway, she broke off with him. When I asked her one day why they broke off, I mean, t- apparently he was getting into the drugs, and she—he was—I guess he was pushing. Her. She backed out of it. She says, What no part of that." Well, then, anyway, Mike uh, got murdered. So uh, Mike got murdered. Yeah, he got murdered. He was into the drugs if i understand the whole case right but he was tortured before he was killed he uh he was what and i he was tortured now he was shot i guess in both knees and both elbows and in the head so and that was amy's uh boyfriend before adam they, they they had been the boy girlfriend for about well, maybe six months before that. Huh. Okay, wow. Wow, okay, well, yeah, I'll have, have to get back to that one.
1: I had interviewed Kramer a few times before this one, but I had never heard about Amy's previous boyfriend getting murdered. There does seem to be more to Amy than just your typical party girl. So if
0: you had met a couple of her Boyfriends before, how long did she start talking to you and her mom about Ivan before they came to visit? Well, we'd been talking you know, off and on, you know, well uh, and Dallas. Uh, never talked to Ivan, but I'd been, we'd been talking to her. I don't even know exactly how long she was in Dallas. But she, she first I met it. Ivan is the night they came here. Well, before that, did she have the trip planned to come? Yes. How long before he, they came to visit was it planned for? Do you remember? I believe it was a couple, three weeks. I think maybe two. But, uh, she planned it with her mother. Was there a reason that she was coming down in two weeks or anything? Just introduce her to Ivan. Okay. And did she tell you, or was she telling her mom at that point, that they were already engaged or anything? No, she hadn't said anything that I'm aware of. And, and so I guess that's. Saturday now what what do you recall from that because I know um, you were waiting on them and you were getting worried so just uh, start me with wh- whatever you remember about that weekend? Well, all I know is they were supposed to be down here on Friday night. That was what they'd originally told us what she had and when they didn't show up I, I think it was Saturday morning I called uh, the sheriff's department and ran a bolo on them
1: A bolo is a be on the lookout for bulletin. Kramer called the sheriff's department to put out a search and locate for Ivan and Amy in case they had been in an accident or anything like that. Amy's stepdad was a cop in Minnesota before moving to Arkansas with Amy's mom. Anyway, Ivan and Amy end up getting there about 8.30 p.m.
0: What happens when they show up? What do you remember? I remember Amy was sick. Uh, She was red in the face and she was sick. Uh, and then anyway, and she, for some reason, she wanted no know to Ivan. And I figured they'd had an argument. You know, I just figured they they'd had an argument, and that happens with couples. You know, I just didn't pay pay too much attention because I I met Ivan. Ivan was very likable. He was very likable. Uh, he sat here and he clowned around, and you know, you know, but I and that's about where I kind of left that. I figured that they'd had an argument or something because Amy was upset. Amy was sick. Amy, Amy did some vomiting, you know, where she just said she wasn't feeling good.
1: And remember, Ivan and Amy had been up until the wee hours of the morning doing coke, ecstasy, and speed.
0: So they, when they first arrived, Amy's sick, but then when, when do you remember and where were you guys at when the ring conversation starts. I think Amy went over and sat by her mother, and Ivan was sitting on the couch here with me. Okay. And then, does she bring up the, the fact that they're engaged, or does Ivan bring it up, or how did Ivan, Ivan did? What, what struck me funny is <clears throat> she, she had this, this ring. I don't know how to determine value of rings, you know, I assumed it was a diamond, but it's got tape wrapped around it. It didn't fit her. And he he said to Amy, he said, show your mother the ring. And she kind of ignored him. He he finally got a little upset. and He said, show your mother the ring. And anyway, she took it off and handed it to her mother. Of course, her mother handed it to me. I glanced at it. There's tape wrapped around it. It was was too big for her. He told us that uh, he had just bought the ring and that they... They didn't have time to size it before they left. Well, anyway, I've sat here thinking, well, for, of course, first thing that gets me is, yeah, he bought it at a pawn shop because the jeweler would have sized it, you know. But mm-hmm. Anyway, he bought it at a pawn shop, and there's nothing wrong with that. But Amy didn't want to show her mom the ring? Oh, he had to tell her three, four times to show her the ring. Hmm. And like I say, that just made me think that they'd, they'd been fighting or something. You know, really? I just... You know, at least the last thing you ever think of is that they that he's killed someone. You know, you just you don't you don't even give that a thought. Yeah. So this guy's sitting here, and he says, "Show your mother the ring." You figure that they're in a got into a fight, and and so you notice the tape around it, but there's no way to really determine if it was a you know, a five hundred dollar ring or ten thousand dollar ring. No, I remember I spent I spent a couple thousand dollars on on her mother's ring, uh, and I'm at the casino one day and they've got a zircon a zirconian a zirconian however you say it uh, that looks a lot like the ring for thirty nine ninety five, <laughs> and it looked almost identical, maybe even prettier, you know. So uh, yeah, I'm a poor judge of it.
1: If Kramer was a jeweler, maybe there would be no mystery because remember, Ivan said that it was a cubic zirconian ring that Amy got from her friend Raina, while Amy testified it was a diamond platinum ring that belonged to Amy Kitchen.
0: Was that, you, you figured that was the first night? Yeah, that was um, right after they got here, yes. Okay. And then what else, do you remember, did anything else happen that first night? No, not really. Uh, I know that they, they went to shopping on, on the following day, and I, I went into the bedroom and it struck me funny that that ring was laying on the end, end table, you know. And in they, their bedroom. A, yes, and it laid there all the time they were here. Uh, I think it was Sunday that we started getting a phone call from that detective.
1: So the bodies of James and Amy Kitchen were found on Saturday. And by the next day, the homicide detective was already in touch with Ivan.
0: And if you, I know. According to Amy, no, I don't know. But Dave, according to Amy, he told Amy, "Don't worry about it. He works for us." Uh, but anyway, he, he said, who, "Who works for the, the detective?" The, the detective. So Ivan said, "The detective yeah, works detective for Yeah, detective Win. Detective Win works works for them. Who is them? He, he supposedly had his had a mob. Just part of a mob. Oh, God. He had had Amy thoroughly convinced of it. Uh, It was just kind of interesting because after Detective Wynn started calling here the next day, well, anyway, Ivan came over, and he sat down here on the floor in front of the couch. And he said, look, he says, I don't want you to think that I'm a bad person. He says, someone killed my cousin. Okay. And he says... uh, they want me to come back and help deal with it. I, I really don't want any part in it. Well, anyway, uh, the yet detective one called several times. When I think back on it, it seems to me the first first two or three phone calls from, from this detective uh, came to, the, to their, either Amy's or his cell phone, and then they gave him my phone number. So he called some a couple of times on that.
1: But Ivan is telling Amy
0: that Detective
1: Win works for them.
0: Yeah, that's what she said.
1: This is another big head-scratcher for me. Clearly the homicide detectives were not working for Ivan, and I found no evidence of Ivan being in a mob. So why would he make up that story and tell Amy? To keep her scared? Maybe. Or is it possible that Amy was making up the story that Ivan said that?
0: What else uh, do you remember about the trip? Because I guess so they,
1: that was Sunday, but they stayed for a couple extra days. You said, I think Amy and her mom went shopping at one point. They right? went
0: shopping, and they, they went up into Horseshoe Bend, okay? And they, they seen a squad car, I recall that. Her mother told me this story. She seen that squad car, and she says, I should stop and talk to him. And her mother says, why? You yeah, gotta know her mother. Her mother was a panic freak. Anyway, uh, in fact, I even asked her, after she came down here, I even asked her, why didn't you stop and talk to him? She says, you know, Mom, she would have got us all killed. And now are you hanging out with Ivan at that point, like uh, while they're gone? Yes, I was with Ivan. And what like do you most of the done? time, we were just sitting here talking. Mm-hmm. Did it seem like he knew more than he was telling you? Yes. And is he acting like... He's got to go back, or he's dreading going back, or... Well, actually, like I say, he was very calm and cool. He'd crack jokes, and, you know, he was was kind of a likable guy. Is there anything else that sticks out in your mind uh, about that trip? And are you you guys... Did did Amy ever act... uh I guess normal around Ivan. For somebody that was just freshly engaged, she didn't get very close to me. But at the same token, if Amy would come over and sit by me, Ivan somehow would get between us. He wanted her to have no part of me, and that kind made me nervous right there. I'm sitting there going, "What the hell is this all about?" I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't go out of the out of the room with Amy and talk without Ivan being there. Now that that makes me suspicious, <laughs> and maybe you know, as a police officer, you grow. Even though you're only supposedly part time, you you get suspicious of things, and maybe you will sometimes overdo your suspicions. But uh, yeah, it it got me wondering it just what what is going on that I can't talk to Amy. Hmm. There was a couple three times she tried to get me off to the, to the side to talk to me, and I, every time we try. Uh, Ivan would come there too. I mean, it, it, it had to be quite a weird way to meet, you know, Amy's fiance kind of a thing. Yes, yes. The other thing that really aroused my suspicion was when they left. Amy normally, when Amy'd say goodbye to me, it's a it's a quick hug and maybe a peck on the cheek and see ya. Uh, and this time. She, She hugged me as they're leaving, and she says, I want you to know I love you. And I said, well, I love you too. She said, no, I mean, I really, really love you. Goodbye. No, that bugged me, because that's not the way Amy said goodbye. And I asked Amy about that later. She told me she was afraid he was going to kill her.
1: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.
0: And then so they go back to Dallas, and then what? What do you guys remember next? Was it a phone call from Amy? Or yeah, it was a phone call. That I'm trying to remember. I think it was that same day that they left. Uh, and, In fact, what Amy told me is they as they came as they're coming into Dallas, he called Detective Wynn and told him they're just leaving Arkansas, but at the time they're coming into Dallas. He says, "Uh, do you want me to stop there when I get there? And and Detective Wynn used a good, I I think, a good move because he said, Ivan, there's no hurry. He says, get back here, get some sleep. And when you get up tomorrow, he said, just stop by and see us. He says, I've just got a few questions for you. So Amy called you after Ivan was arrested and she says, get me out of here. She said, <laughs> yeah, she says, get me out of here. But I think it came out at, at trial or something. She said, like, specifically, get me out of here. They're going to kill me. Does that something sound familiar? That, yeah. Yes. Well, and when she said, uh, get me out of here, they're, they're going to kill me. If Ivan was arrested, who was who were they? She thought he said she really believed he had a mob. You know, it just. The guy had pumped her so full of shit that, you know, (laughs) she was scared to death. Yeah. When she, we had picked her up, Bob and I, in fact, went down, we picked her up at uh, Little Rock Airport. And then she came home and and she just, she didn't want to talk to me at the time. She went in the bathroom with her mother. And then her mother called me and said, you have to hear this. I went in and I started hearing it. And uh, I said, oh, now, wait a minute. Uh, Then I, Joe March was our sheriff at the time. And I, I called the sheriff's office, I told him, I talked to Joe, and I said, we have to sit down and meet, I've got some information. And he says, well, what do you got? And he says, well, I went in and started to talk to him. And he says, stop, stop right there. He says, I don't want to hear any more. We need to get you in touch with the state investigator. So anyway, uh, of course, now there's word here at Dirty Cops, you know. And there's what now? <laughs> Amy, it's, according to Ivan, there were dirty cops who were was on Ivan's payroll. Right. But anyway, uh, which made me as believable as as Amy was and as scared as Amy was. She was she. Ivan had even told her that if, if he wanted to take somebody out, he'd just bring in a helicopter and blast them out of the out of the earth. Well, <laughs> so that's why. But I didn't know that for a few days, you know. But that's why every time a helicopter would come near she you know, She really but, believed that he was this big shot with this mob. In the time that you met Ivan and Ivan was, I guess, driving that Honda, I mean, do you think it's, is it possible that, that Ivan had those connections? You know, I don't know. I don't know.
1: There were a couple other key elements that Kramer shared, one being about Amy's brother, Jeff. He was 21 and working at a gas station at the time of the murders, and he was mostly crashing wherever Amy was. So he stayed at Ivan's mom's house for a while and in Ivan and Amy's apartment before moving back to Minnesota.
0: Jeff, because it came out at trial that Ivan apparently, was
1: Ivan trying to get him involved in the murders or something?
0: My understanding is that he had had told Jeff that uh, he wanted Jeff to, to work with him and do cleanup. You know, clean up meaning meaning to help clean up the scene. And anyway, no, I didn't know about this. Jeff had already right after he proposed this to Jeff. Jeff got the hell out of the state. He headed back to Minnesota. No, I didn't know about this until it's almost time for trial. And then when I found out about it, uh, I contacted the prosecuting attorney's uh, investigator. And I told him, look, you really need to question Jeff. And he said, why is that? And I told him, you know, what Jeff had told Amy, you know, why he was leaving the state. So Jeff, oh, got so, with so Jeff had told Amy about Ivan. Uh, yes. And then, and then you talked to Jeff to confirm that I, kind of? I talked to Jeff, and he kept telling me, don't get me involved. Don't get me involved. That's information, you know, that they needed to know. Because right there, if that's all true, that's first degree. You see what I'm saying? Uh, Because he had been planning it for a while. Yes. Because um, that's saying that Ivan would have talked to Jeff. How much prior to the murders, would you say, before Jeff left town and everything? Well, Jeff had left at least, I'd say, at least a month before.
1: So that is very interesting for a couple reasons. If Ivan was a part of a mob, why would he need to ask Amy's brother to be clean up? And if Ivan had been planning this for weeks, then that would make all of the mistakes like leaving the Corvette parked outside of the apartment and all of the evidence inside of the apartment that much more bizarre. A very poorly executed crime by a guy that nobody could say was dumb. But let's say Ivan did ask him. Then you would have to figure that Jeff would have told his sister, Amy, that Ivan, her boyfriend, the guy that she's been living with, and sometimes he was living with, was planning a murder. And yet she didn't tell anybody and stuck around. It's also important to note that at trial and in all of my interviews, there have only been two people that have ever said that Ivan had a gun. And those two people were Jeff and Amy Betcher. No one else has ever said that Ivan had a gun. We also started talking more about Amy's story. As former law enforcement, I wanted to get Kramer's take on it.
0: Because she was afraid now he's going to kill her, according to her. So she ended up staying there. Then the next day, uh, he had to go do something, and apparently what he did is he went over and killed him. And then anyway, came back and got Amy and brought her to the house. And said to him, told her that you you have to understand when I tell you to do something, you fucking do it or you're going to be killed, or you're going to be dead. You know? And that's his proof. you know. But uh, it was kind of interesting because apparently... According to Amy, she she was looking for drugs and money, you know. And he's got Amy even digging through through stuff. And Amy told the investigator that, and even where she went and what she touched, you know. But if I understand it right, they never found any fingerprints of Amy's.
1: Hmm. Right. If Amy was there that night, why didn't the cops find her prints? they never found any prints or evidence of Ivan at the crime scene either. There was also no evidence of the crime or blood in the vehicles. Ivan and Amy both agree Ivan drove Amy Kitchen's Mercedes back after the midnight visit. And although Amy Betcher said this is when Ivan was wearing the bloody clothes, there was no blood found in the Mercedes or in the Corvette, which he was driving later that night.
0: So she says that Ivan had went over to kill him, but then Ivan comes back and then takes her back, it takes her back. Huh? And now, what do you, what do you think of that? Well, I guess I have to believe what you are saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, there's there's few things that don't make sense, but that is um odd that, uh, you know, you kill somebody and then take the, your girlfriend or your fiance back to the murder scene because I've been to that neighborhood and I would just be, you know, frightened to, you know, you don't hear too much about somebody going back to the, to a murder scene. Um, no, you sure and, don't. Yeah. I mean, as a cop, what do you think about that? <laughs> you, yeah, that, that kind of strikes you funny. You know, because it's true that you just wouldn't normally do that. Most of the time somebody kills somebody, they stay the hell away. You know, it just, I just thought a lot of this whole thing was strange. But the same token, after interviewing Amy as many times as I did, I, I had
1: to believe her. And that's been Kramer's take on this whole thing for 20 years. While, be it an odd story, in the end, he believes Amy.
0: Was Ivan's uh, face bruised up at all um, during the visit? No.
1: Yet, in Amy's statements and at trial, Amy said Ivan came back with a bruised, swollen face and saying James hit him with a baseball bat. So, Amy is lying about some things, but it's just hard to know about how much.
0: I just, I always questioned, you know, just... uh, fact that I can't remember one of the attorneys I think it was asked me if uh, what his demure was calm cool collective uh, have you ever have you ever and I, I refused to answer this but they, they wanted to know if I've ever shot anybody or killed anybody I was in the military uh, you know and I just uh, I says if I've ever done anything like that it's been in the line of duty and that's the answer I gave and uh, well if if you've been there, what is what's it like the first time? Oh, well, and it kinda of committed me now. I told him my my guts out. Well what happened the next time? Well I guess it's no different than shooting a dog. Well hmm. so no. What was Ivan's in the mirror like after this after you met him? Calm, cool, or collective. I can't imagine somebody killing somebody and being that calm and cool. You know what I mean? And be his first time. What does that tell you? Uh, I don't think it was his first rodeo.
1: When I heard Kramer say that, I remembered hearing that somewhere before. This is from one of Amy's statements to police.
0: Ivan said, I want you to come see this. He told me that if I didn't help him, I would not be
1: leaving. He told me that this was not his first rodeo. So that made me think, did Ivan really say that? Or did her stepdad say that when they were going over her story and she inserted that in? Was she getting little tidbits here and there and making up her story like the Kobayashi moment at the end of The Usual Suspects? Honestly, Kramer's interview left me even more perplexed. I believe him. I'm just not sure if I believe Amy. But from what Kramer is saying, I do believe Amy knew something, and there was a reason she didn't want to be back in Dallas. The question is, was that reason Ivan? You'll remember, after leaving Arkansas, Ivan and Amy's first stop in Dallas was Ivan's ex-girlfriend, Tawny's, apartment. So why does Tawny have a completely different take on this case than Kramer?
0: It only makes sense now. You know, I've had 20 years to think about it. I know that Ivan did not leave the weapon at my house. He didn't have an opportunity to do that. She did. She was there all day by herself at my apartment. because This is what they were planning on doing. Setting Ivan up for James's murder.
1: It's a game changer next time on Cousins by Blood. If you have any information about this case, please contact us at cousinsbybloodpodcast at gmail.com or leave a message at 469-382-2004. To find out more about the case and to see pictures, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cousins by Blood Podcast. Audio mixing and mastering by Jody Abbott. Thank you for listening and stay tuned.